Usually when you start asking those questions, they come across as accusing. Right, then the defensiveness comes up even more. And the minute anyone's operating out of the survival brain. Nothing's gonna happen. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We're your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, what to do when your spouse refuses to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, finally got it. Oh my goodness. Let's go. Here's the question we have for today. What do you do with a spouse who lies, blames, or denies there's an issue when there's a great big honking huge issue? How do you engage with someone who won't engage? Yeah. Or even worse, engages by changing the rules, lying about it, not being honest about it, right? deferring, blaming, shifting, all this other stuff. Can you even do anything with someone who does that? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. I have an answer. I have a thought around this. Well, I, I would hope so. You usually <laughs> do when I don't have one. Yes. Do you want me to start or do you want to jump in? No, you go ahead. Okay. Think about it this way. If you are getting into a boxing ring and you're going to have a boxing match, one of the things that is the most essential thing to have is an agreed upon set of rules. Yes. If one person is going to play by the Marcus of Queensberry's rules, no hitting below the belt, no taking the gloves off and going bare knuckles, no biting. If you, you play by the rules, if one person does that and the other person says, I'm not playing by any rules or even worse, I'm playing by different the, rules. The kickboxing rules. I'm playing by, uh, by yeah, mixed martial arts. Yep. Kicking, swinging, biting, everything else is, is fair game. Can you have a fair fight? No. Not at all. Not at all. And so before you even try to have a fight, you have to deal with the issue of communication before you try to deal with the topic or the issue. Yes. The person who's writing this in is a husband. He would like to talk through some issues around fidelity, around contact with a ex-spouse or boyfriend or whatever it is. And that issue needs to absolutely be dealt with. But if his wife will not deal with it fairly, again, lies, denies, Mm -hmm. ignores, then you're never going to get an answer to the issue that you're trying to get discussed. And instead, the topic has to go, why can't I get a straight answer? Why are you avoiding this? Why are you blaming me? And usually when you start asking those questions, they come across as accusing. Right. Then the defensiveness comes up even more and it gets turned back around on them even worse. And she's operating out of her survival brain. And the minute anyone's operating out of the survival brain... Nothing's going to happen. It doesn't become very productive. No. And again, it's really frustrating because you want to get to the core issue. You want to get the topic resolved. But the chances are very little to none that you will get the topic resolved because you don't have a an agreed upon method of dealing with the issue to get it resolved. Right. And so it you, sounds like and it sounds like he really wants to get this yeah. resolved. The top priority isn't necessarily the affair or whatever is going on that's important yeah but he recognizes that there's something underlying that's yeah. more important that needs to get resolved yep. which is the communication aspect yep. and if that can't be resolved he knows that nothing else beyond that can get resolved exactly so and, he's and got a head start on that i wish that there were some 
again, magic little three-step pamphlet you can read and magically your wife is now open and receptive to telling the truth and not lying or not denying and it solves the problem in a kind of a magical thinking sort of way, but that does not exist. We deal in reality on this podcast. Instead, he can invite her to be aware of, hey, our communication stinks. We aren't getting anywhere. I am willing to sit down with somebody else, a third person outside of this who helps us communicate this. Would you be willing to? And if she says, no, I'm not willing to sit down with a third person, then are you willing to work it out with me? Are you willing to accept or be aware of the behaviors that you're doing, which are making this conversation hard? If she says no to that, then there's really nowhere else to go. If she can't talk about talking, she can't talk about the process of discussing this, and she can't talk about the issue, then you can't resolve anything. Right. And that's incredibly frustrating. And very painful. And I, again, we've sat with a lot of couples. We've heard a lot of stories where this is a situation where one person just refuses to deal with the dynamics in the relationship. And again, for whatever reason that it is, ego, fear, trauma history, personality. We're not going to worry about the why at the moment, but there is a hindrance to them being able to deal with the real issue at heart. Right. Even more so is this other person, the wife in this situation, apparently seems to be okay with keeping the husband in a state of disequilibration, off balance. He's not feeling loved, he's not feeling safe, he's not feeling cared for, he's not feeling communicated with, he's not feeling understood, and the wife isn't working really, really hard to try to change that. Right. And that becomes dangerous and toxic and overwhelming. Yes. So our advice, my advice for this this man who wants to kind of work through this is, you can't talk about past boyfriends or past husbands or relationships until you can agree upon how you're going to talk about those things. And if she won't engage on how to talk about those things, try to get a third person involved. If she won't allow a third person to be involved, then you're going to have to simply ask the blunt question of, if we can't get this resolved, am I going to just live in the ambiguity and never have answers and accept the fact that she's not going to be taking care of me? She's not going to be willing to care for my heart. Can I live with that for how long? Or if that is a deal breaker for the relationship, then what does that look like for your relationship and how are you going to proceed down that path? Right. Relationships are a skill. You aren't born coming into this world knowing how to do this. Most people don't know that, but you aren't born knowing how to have healthy relationships. You learn those things. And sometimes people don't learn the skills. Right. And the skills they do have are horrible. They make things worse. Well, the skills that they do have were what they use to survive whatever they grew whatever up in. They grew up in exactly. And those skills don't always translate well into nope. adulthood. One of the things that I've told my kids and one of the things that I believe is the core skill people need for healthy relationship is self-awareness. Right. My kids aren't going to find someone who has no problems, who is perfect. Okay, but can you find someone who is aware of the areas they need to grow in, willing to take an honest look at themselves and willing to start working on those things? Right. That's someone who's self-aware. And without self-awareness, if without the courage to look at your own behaviors honestly and be open to evaluation by other people, if you are in that, again, guarded, protected survival brain mode, then it's going to be incredibly difficult to grow. Yeah. It is. And so I say that very 
weirdly. Why? Because I understand that that I have had a hard time. Mm. That's been something that I've had to work on because for me, anytime it becomes self-aware and look at what needs to be changed or where you need to grow doesn't come across as, hey, this is a growth opportunity. Nope. It comes across as criticism. It has been real difficult for me to be able to do that. Yeah, to so, approach that with an open mindset. Yes, exactly. You're in a guarded mindset. Yes, yes. yes. So my yes. my survival brain kicks on real quick yeah. if it has any hints or smatterings of criticism. Yep, yep. And it's taking you a long time to learn that I might bring up something that you're doing wrong or bothersome for me, and I can still like you. Yes. That you are still loved unconditionally. That it doesn't devalue who I am. It's just something that I need to work on or be aware of. And that's been really difficult, I'm sure, for you over the years to not be able to share that with me without me becoming quite defensive. I would suggest, again, for the person who wrote in here that most of these issues are rooted in fear. There's some level of fear against that self-awareness. There's some level of fear around transparency and openness. But if she's not willing to deal with it, if she's not willing to look at it and address it directly, even though I know desperately you want her to do that, you cannot make her do that. Right. And a lot of people are resistant to that. And so again, it puts you into a place of having to make a decision. Am I going to be able to remain in a relationship with a person who primarily thinks of their own needs first and my needs are completely secondary or not even non-existent? Can I stay in a relationship? If I stay in a relationship, what kind of model am I leaving for my kids? Do I want my kids to be treated that way in their relationships? Because if you stay in that and you are treated that way, you're modeling that for your kiddos. And then that tends to be what they will end up gravitating towards Towards. in their relationship because that just becomes normal. That's the model. Or even becoming. Yes. And so there are long-term consequences and long-term ramification that you need to be aware of and be very intentional about how you make decisions. I'm not telling this person to give up on the marriage at all. There's very clear steps that can be taken, but those steps typically have to be taken together. Yep. And if his wife isn't willing to take those steps with him, then it's difficult to travel together. And my hearts go out to him. Yeah. And I would want him to hear, you are not alone in this. There are so many other people who have a spouse who just is avoidant and afraid and scared to look at these things. And it doesn't mean that the marriage is doomed. It just means you have some harder steps to take along the way and you'll be able to navigate those. I hope this is helpful. I hope that if you're listening to this and obviously this wasn't your question you wrote in, but it's like, oh, that sounds again too close to home. And that's exactly what I'm going through right now, that it brings a little bit of clarity on what the next steps would be. Again, even if those steps are hard, it brings some clarity so you don't feel stuck. You know what the next step is you have to take, even if that's a hard or a challenging step. That's what we hope this podcast provides is a little bit of direction and guidance. And apparently this isn't one of the warm, fuzzy episodes, but... Anyway, thank you for everyone for listening. It's nice to see you guys this week. We hope that you enjoy the rest of your week and we will see you next time. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.